0: better off paying a little bit more for a better lawyer, a better accountant, you know, better team members who are going to do you much better um, than to try to cheap out and get the the cheapest property manager out there that are going to do a terrible job anyway.
1: Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexammer, with me today. As always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing? I'm having a fantastic day. How are you doing, Todd? Awesome. Doing really well. Just got back from a due diligence trip, so refreshed, ready to go. And actually, we're going uh, on a nice little trip up to the North Shore uh, this weekend, which for those of you who don't know what that means, it's this uh, lake superior we're actually going to the apostle Islands, so that should be a lot of fun we're looking forward to that we'll spend uh five days there have a lot of fun so nice yeah yeah that's a good place to visit yeah i've never been there before actually mm-hmm. i've been uh near there i've been to duluth a lot of times i've been to the minnesota side but i've never uh been to the bayfield side so mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna have fun very good So uh, today's topic
0: that we're going to be talking about is about reducing costs. You know, that's one of the big pieces of the puzzle with value add, you know, to be able to increase revenue, but something you have more control over is to reduce uh, your expenditures in various ways. And so we're going to list off just a bunch of ways you can do that to really increase your profits as well as the value of your properties.
1: Well, you know, before we dive into some of the ways, something you really got to think about, and this is what we actually talked a lot about with our property management company over the last couple of days is, look, we can go ahead and spend a little bit less on our renovation budget, right? So we can go cheap out and spend a little bit less on a renovation budget, but what does that overall do for us in the end, in the future, right? So, if we're going oh, i'm going to let that air conditioner uh limp along for the next several years right um and then replace it just before i sell it was well, that the right answer or should we replace it now and see better cash flow yeah it hurts right now because maybe if we've got a you know a big building we got a central air handler i mean we we might have to be spending you know 100 thousand or more dollars. So it hurts, but it helps our NOI, right? Because we have less energy expense. We have less maintenance and repairs and we can see the boost. And so if we can boost our NOI by $15,000 and we're looking at, you know, a a five cap, you know, that's $300,000 in value. We just boosted the property by replacing that ac versus not replacing it so there's a big difference there yeah Yeah, we spent 100 today but we boosted by 300
0: i think that's you know a great point you know you have to spend money to make money uh, to a certain point but you don't want to over you know do it beyond what the market sort of conditions would uh, say you need to bring it up to uh but uh, you're better off having a, a good quality, uh, you know, materials that are going to last and get you better rents. Yeah, uh, I think absolutely. the same goes for uh, people on your team as well. You're, you're better off paying a little bit more for a better lawyer, mm-hmm. a better accountant, you know, better team members who are going to do you much better um, than to try to cheap out and get the, the cheapest property manager out there that are going to do a terrible job anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was actually listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about apartment life and apartment life is like this. um, And we're actually using them. uh, We're just, they're just starting to uh, put somebody at one of our properties. And so we're using them coming in, but what they do is they put some people on site and those people help run like parties, help uh, really bring the community aspect into it and help the apartment life, right? And so these people are, and they're helping with reviews. They're just helping with the overall feel of your building. And now, does that cost you some money? Absolutely, it costs you some money. It takes a unit of yours. But as these guys said, like, look, I've got a 500 unit building or 300 or 200 unit building. Like, I've always got a vacancy. I always got a vacancy. So they're just filling one of my vacancies, Right. So not really a loss there. And it does cost a little bit of money. But in the end, it saves money because here's the biggest thing that something like that does. Can we get more rent for our property because of them? Hmm, That's debatable. Maybe, maybe not. As the energy gets better, as people really go, hey, I want to live there. Yeah, then maybe we can. But there's still the market cap, right? But what happens is we get less turnover. And turnover is huge because if I've got one tenant that moves out, I've got to do a unit turn and the average unit turn costs anywhere. It depends on where you're at and what condition your property is in the first place, but it's going to cost a minimum of $1,000 on average to typically closer, but typically closer to about $2,000 for an apartment turn. Okay. And usually you turn about 40% of your units. And again, that depends on the area, depends on all kinds of other things, but- if you've got forty percent, you got a hundred unit building, you got forty turns times two thousand starts to add up, right? If you can have thirty percent turnover versus forty percent, now you just saved. You got ten units that didn't turn over times two thousand a unit. You just saved twenty thousand dollars. It's huge. Yeah, anything you can
0: do to keep your tenants happy where they are, uh, is going to reduce that turnover cost. So, right. you know, sometimes it's good to have referral fees for your current tenants. So they'll refer their friends and family because if, uh, you know, they're living in the same place as their friends and family, they're more likely to stay themselves for longer yep. as well.
1: Yep, Yeah. Yeah. Referral programs yeah, for sure are huge. Anything to reduce unit, tur- you know, when we're talking about reducing expenses, turnover is like the single biggest expense that uh, I think. Well, maybe not the single, single biggest but it's one of the bigger ones that you can control or help control by creating a better environment and like i said you know if you get like the example i just gave we we saved $20,000 a year on unit turns and if your building is a five cap market that just created $400,000 of value your building is worth $400,000 more by keeping 10 tenants per year in your building than you otherwise would have lost. Huge. That adds up very quickly, yes. Adds up quickly, yeah. Who 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 is listening to this that would not be happy with an extra $400,000? Not too many people. Not many. yeah. yeah. So.
0: so it also helps to shop around for things too. So you know you're getting the, the right stuff for the right value that you want. So you're getting multiple contractor bids in, uh, you can get insurance bids bids from different property managers that you're considering. But uh, again, it's not always best to necessarily take the cheapest one. Um, mm-hmm. you, cause you get what you pay for in that sense.
1: Let's talk a bit about that. Let's dive in. Cause uh, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, shopping around, makes a lot of sense. And it, and it does. I'm not going to disagree with that, but here's where you get caught. Um, First of all, let's talk about material, shopping around for material. Well, think about how much time you're spending doing it. Is it worth your time if you're the one, or even if you're paying somebody to shop around a ton for material? And the answer might be yes if, you, if you're renovating 300 units. Okay, well, if we know we're renovating 300 units and we shop around, we can find the best bulk supplier, then yes, because we only have to really shop once, right? And, and we can find the best price and we can get it all in. But if you're just renovating a unit or doing a unit turn kind of here and there, and instead you're going to Craigslist, you're shopping on Craigslist, then you have somebody that drives out to get those appliances or whatever it is. And by the time you are all said and done, your time and anybody else's time that got spent doing that probably cost more than if you just would have ordered the product from your supplier in the first place and not done the shopping run.
0: Hi, I'm Matt Jones, and if you're like me, you're looking to grow your real estate business while connecting with others. Well, there's this incredible new virtual experience unlike any other. I'm talking about the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's coming to you online October 22nd and 23rd, and it's not like one of those boring webinars that you find all the time out there. No, this is going to be interactive. You're going to have the opportunity to network and grow relationships with the other attendees as well as with the speakers. If you'd like a free preview, we're going to have a free event on September 2nd over lunch hour you can sign up today for both events at nreconference.com and use the code dex dex for $50 off.
1: So do we want to shop around? Yes, but we want to be careful how we shop around. We want it to make sense, right? So I caution people for going for the for the cheapest price of material. Caution people going for the cheapest price on contractor or service as you already said it's not always the best and One of the biggest things. I'll give you the perfect example, right? We have, and this actually wasn't big price difference. We had two contractors. One contractor gave me a bid. The other contractor gave me the one contractor uh, gave me a bid, and that was the better price, and I went with them. I actually had worked with them before, and it it worked out pretty decent. But but the other guy had a a big crew and a really good reputation. Uh, But I went with the smaller guy, and we had him renovating several units. And it ended up taking him, I mean, way longer, months longer. And I was going to give him, I, I, you know, I worked out like a bulk pricing with him. I said, you know, look, I'll give you all these units and then you can get it. You got to give me a discount though. He said, sure, let's do it. So I had to give him some time Well, he's not getting things done. He's not hitting his deadlines. Finally, I said, look, I'm cutting you off. I'm bringing in another crew and I brought in that other crew. And the other crew finished about eight units before this guy finished three. And that was after a month of starting. By the time this, by the time this guy, you know, finished all of his units, which I think it was like five, um, this guy had already finished like 10 units. When I look at the loss of rent on there, this, the one guy cost me more, but the other guy cost me loss of income. Right. So I could have leased those five units and actually those other units too that he was supposed to also be getting done. I could have leased those units, you know, and those unit the average rent is going for you know eight hundred dollars a month. So you know eight hundred times five. I could have leased those units and I could have spent a substantial amount of more money on this contractor and broken even so we've got to consider who you're hiring and this is this is like flipping sin too like i see a lot of people flipping houses flipping is all about velocity unit rental turns are is all about velocity your income you've got to think about that what's your income coming in you're completely at zero if you're renovating a unit it's not making you any money and especially for higher income units, right? If I'm, if I'm at you know, 1,500, 2,000 bucks or more for that unit and it's down because I'm renovating it, one month versus even one and a half months is gonna cost me that entire $2,000 because it's hard to get somebody mid-month. So just a little bit extra time is costing you $2,000. Why not pay that extra $2,000 for that contractor who's gonna get it done? Right. Huge difference. And then do it right, too. Typically, the higher price contractors are going to do it, do it right. Now, it's not always about price, but uh, we got to look at the whole picture. We got to look at the reputation and not go, oh, you know, they're charging me an extra 500 or 800 or even a $1,000. You got to go, yeah, they are, but what's that going to cost me in the end if I choose the wrong contractor?
0: And at what point does it become cheaper to, you know, hire property managers and contractors as employees under you versus to contract those out? I
1: mean, yeah, that, I I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, the I don't I don't even know if it's necessarily about price either. I mean, yes, it is, right? It is just going to save you some money if they're your employees versus if they're working you know, as a, as a contractor, because they've got to make their margins and stuff. But um, you also have to look at just where you're set up, what you're trying, what your overall goals are, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, you know, for me, we're, we're trying to grow the company. And I think hiring third party right now makes the most sense, because we're in the growth phase. If we're in the Stable phase, and we're we're we're, and we've got enough too. Like you have to have large enough volume uh, to be able to hire people because you want job stability. The last thing I want to do is hire people and then be firing them. Hire, fire, hire, fire, just because I'm busy and I'm slow and I'm busy and I'm slow. No, I want that stability. So that's really important as well. Uh, So I think there's more factors that lead into just saving a couple bucks, um, hiring versus contracting. But Sure. If you hire in, typically you're going to save. Yeah. So with taxes, I mean, you know,
0: you're always going to have to have taxes to pay certainly, but you can reduce your tax liability if you have a a better accountant. uh, If you do things like a cost segregation to accelerate your depreciation, and then just make and I'm
1: sure going to re- interrupt you and I'm going to rewind you just a little bit because I think that's super important, but I want to finish up some of the, this expense thing. So okay. I want to give you a, a real life example. So we walked into a, a unit just the other day and I walked in and I was floored. I was, I was livid um, because the, the uh, condition of this renovation. The overall, just, just the quality was, was really bad. And the process was really bad. And some of the decisions were, I don't know how they ended up making those They, they made the decisions without my approval and without my team's approval. And here's what they were doing. Okay. So the countertops. People, some people like to glaze countertops, basically paint, paint the countertops. Well, that saves us some money, right? So instead of costing, you know, a $1,000 to replace them, I'm going to spend $400 to glaze them, okay? But here's the problem. Glazing is going to cost me $400, and it's going to last one year. Now, if I got 40% turnover on a 200-plus, this is over 200, but let's just use 200, 200-unit 200 building, you got 40% turnover, right? I've got 80 tenants that are gonna move out and I'm gonna to have to spend $400 extra on 80 tenants, right? I got a big bill every single year on repainting these countertops. If I replace the countertops, it's gonna cost me $1,000, but guess what? That $1,000, Matt, is not an operating expense it's a capital expenditure. Okay. So there's a big difference. Operating expense, capital expenditure. That's a capital expenditure. We're remodeling this unit, right? It's in our renovation budget. So now it affects my NOI by how much? Zero. Okay. There are, They uh, were, they were supposed to run the LVP all the way through from the entryway, all the way through the living room. They ran the LVP partway and then did carpet. Guess what? That saved some money on my budget. Great. Okay. But here's the thing. LVP is going to last me five tenants. Carpet's going to last me two tenants. Okay. So again, we've got a huge unit turn expense, added on we talked about that 40 that was 80 tenants are moving out every year every two years we've got 160 tenants that are moving out some of those units are the same some aren't but you get the point we've got a lot more in unit turn expenses okay so just things like that that just floor me and, and, and you start looking at okay but oh but i I hit. I was able to hit my budget, right? My renovation budget by painting or glazing, as the they call it, glazing the countertops. Great, you hit your budget. But for to to what fail did you hit your budget, right? To the fail of now we have to spend an extra. What's four hundred times times eighty, Matt? Uh, um, twenty uh, two hundred twenty four thousand. Right? No thirty. Thirty-two, thirty thirty-two thousand, thirty-two thousand. Right, so thirty-two thousand dollars. Now, this isn't a five cap. This is more like a six and a half cap. But still, we're, we're thirty-two thousand dollars. We're probably talking five hundred thousand dollars plus of and of, of value right there. By by them do so, and, and we've got a nicer product too. Here's the other thing, like. We talked about unit turnover and, and the management company said, and, and they, were, they were actually agreeing with me. So I'm not trying to tell them to say that they were, not but the management company said, well, but I know you're upset, but here's the thing is these tenants just won't see what you see. And I said, I get it. They won't see what I see today. Not right now. Not when they do their first walkthrough. They go, "Oh, well, this looks really nice. Everything looks new," but they will notice it as they start living in there, and they see the paint is chipping, and they, every time they throw the fork on it, it makes a scratch, and and they just, there's just that quality that they might not quite understand it because they're they're, they're not in that construction kind of background, and they. Did you know, but they feel it and they go, I just want to move out. This place is just feels cheap or it's just, you know, it's falling apart, that type of thing. So yeah, they don't feel it today. They don't see it today and they're willing to rent from you, but they're not willing to stay with you because they've got a cheap place. That just doesn't feel that great. Big difference. And that can increase your turnover as well. Yeah. So there's your turnover. So, and there's your expense. All right. So taxes. Um, did you have anything more you wanted to go on that?
0: No. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, seek professional support from a yeah. qualified CPA, uh, you know, to make sure that you're doing everything right. Um,
1: yeah. And you've got to look to, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of th- things with taxes, man. I mean, we, first of all, we can fight the property taxes if we have a good case and a reason to. Okay. Um, so we can potentially get our property taxes lowered. Uh, We can look at if the city has any type of tax incentives. So the city that I'm uh, investing in, they have a incentive where if you spend enough on your renovations, they actually cut your tax bill in half. Okay, that's great, right? That saves us a ton of dough. Uh, Other cities have all kinds of other tax incentives. So are there any tax incentives, property tax incentives? Do we need to fight the property taxes? Do we need to hire somebody to fight those for us. Uh, and then you've got just your income taxes, right. Of you know, and so we've got cost segregation, um, you know, we can, we can accelerate our depreciation. So we can do a lot of, uh, expense savings right there. So seeking out professional advice, as you said, is going to be extremely valuable.
0: And I think focusing on utilities is going to be a super easy and quick approach to, you know, reducing your expenses. If you're if you install LED lights into the public areas uh, and low flow toilets, if you're paying for the water bills, and uh, institute a, a rubs uh, to be able to have the tenants pay for uh, as many of their utilities as they should be, um, you know all that just like instantly creates value for your property by increasing your NOI.
1: Yeah, and again, with utilities comes uh, some expenses like the the uh, furnaces uh, or, or heating systems, boilers, whatever you have, the cooling units. Um, you know, if you've got higher efficiency, nicer stuff, it's going to be better. Same thing with windows. Like, look, I, uh, we're buying a building and it's got uh, central heat and AC, so we ultimately are paying for those utility bills and and we've got leaky old nasty windows well we can repair them it's going to cost us a ton of dough to repair them and for just a little bit more we can replace them well what makes more sense replacing makes way more sense because we can spend just a little bit more and we can lower our utility costs a ton you know and we've got just overall better looking product again we've got tenants that want to stay because we don't have a window issues and, and that's something they don't see Tenants tenants don't pay you more rent because you've got new windows they just don't but they stay longer because you've got new windows right and so and, and so those are those are big things we got to look at the like you already said the low flow toilets the low flow um all the low flow fixtures those will save a lot of money uh there's there's all kinds of studies out there to, to show you how much that saves you in the end and it so it saves you a ton of dough and it costs you a little bit up front, right? But if you're already changing out fixtures and stuff like that, it makes so much sense. The LED light bulbs, um, it just pays for itself so quickly. that um, It's just not worth almost not doing it. And there's, uh, there's all kinds of incentives. Uh, there's financing incentives and there's tax incentives with the, with the cities, with the counties, with states, with the power companies. So you got to look into all that stuff, but you can potentially – save yourself a ton of money by doing that. And anytime we can, again, save expenses, we boost our NOI. And thus boosts the uh, worth of the property. Value.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, say a question with uh, your bank loans, how much are you able to negotiate uh, rates and terms with uh, banks regarding their loans or do you just have to like shop around at different banks to get better rates?
1: Yeah, a little bit of both, right? First of all, you want to come armed. I think with, I think it's similar to a contractor. Like you should be getting several quotes. You don't want to get just get one, and you can use them against each other a little bit. Uh, It's also relationship based. It's also uh, you want to make sure you've got a good reputable lender that's actually going to be easy to deal with. So it's not just again, it's not just about price, but price definitely can play a factor into it, and you can. You can go. Hey, you know what? You've got the reputation. I really like you. Uh, I, I, I like your your company. I wanted to deal with your company, but you know, competitor A over here is offering me three point six percent, and you're at three point nine. Like, can you can you adjust your rate? You know, competitor A is at uh, at a half a percent origination fee, and you're at one percent. What can you do for me? So there's, there's definitely ways you can negotiate, um, on your, you know, your loan terms, your origination fees. Um, you know, you can, you can shop around and, and it's, it's, it's negotiating. I mean, it's, yeah, everything's negotiable. Now there's, there's only so much that they have to give, right. They're not going to go, well, my 1% origination fee is going to go down to, you know, a 10th of a percent, are I going to just cut that? Well, that's how they get paid. They can't just cut it, right? But they might be able to go down from 1% down to three quarter percent, maybe even down to half a percent. And then with uh, running your properties, you know, the better systems that you have
0: in place, the more efficient and cheaper it, it's going to be to operate. You know, Are you collecting uh, paper checks for rent uh, each month and you have to go around door to door to get all those? Or are you automating it uh, for direct deposits? For example.
1: We, we went from collecting by like the fifth of the month, collecting like 20% of our rent by the fifth on one of my properties to then doing ACH ele- and electronic payment options. And we went to collecting like 80%. Boom. No more knocking on doors. You know, there still is a little bit of that, of course, because some people just aren't going to pay unless you knock on their door, but it eliminates a ton of headache, ton of hassle, and it eliminates excuses too. Like, oh, I'm sorry, got lost in the mail, or my dog ate it, or my kid flushed it down the toilet, or whatever. It eliminates that excuse. So it makes it that much easier. Um, once I started doing it on my, you know, my portfolio locally, just made a huge difference. Here's the other thing. Did it cost us a little bit of money to implement? It did, but what it saved was my assistant going to get the mail every day or every other day, grab it, document it all, and then bringing it to the bank. So it probably saved a couple hours of her time in a week. And that right there, you know, so I bet it saved between 50 and even up to $100 a week. And I was able to free her up to do better things with her time than just collecting rent checks and then sending people to knock on doors.
0: And the same same is true with uh, having a, a, you know, maybe electronic system for maintenance requests, for example. Yes. Uh, you know, better systems, better quality of support you're going to be able to give your tenants and the, the more cost effective it is for you at the same time. And
1: less turnover. Mm because your tenants want simple their tenants want easier tenants want to be respected and they're not feeling respected when you're hounding them for rent they're not feeling respected when you're not getting their maintenance requests done because you're dropping the ball because you can't keep everything and you're juggling too much stuff they're not feeling respected when that's happening and so they leave excellent
0: all right, is there are there any other things we 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 missed today?
1: Well, I think I mean every property is unique in itself and so there might be different opportunities for you to save money. Um you know, you you again I want to I want to just reiterate the I think one thing that so many people miss out on and don't really understand is that when you're going and you're buying a property and you're doing value add, doing some of these things that you but that it's going to cost you a little bit more money today is going to really boost your property value and your NOI in the end. Not only is your property going to look better, not only is your your rents going to go higher, not only are your expenses going to go down, but your NOI gets boosted because you have less turnover, you have less maintenance and repair costs, and now your value of your property is worth way more when you go to sell it because you did the right things up front and didn't try to Mickey Mouse things together. You didn't try to be cheap. He said, "I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it now." Excellent advice. So, yeah, man. I there. I mean, there's there's all kinds of savings. There's all kinds of things we can do to reduce expenses. We got to really look at those. And I think here's the thing, Matt. I think that really important to think about it right now. Uh, we've got this pandemic going on, and raising rents on your tenants can be difficult right now. So how do you boost your NOI right now? Well, you boost your NOI by lowering your expenses and by really looking at any cost savings that we can do. So if you're well-capitalized, which is one of the biggest important reasons to be well-capitalized, you can spend a little bit of money today, save a lot of money in the future. And we go, oh shoot, I was wanting to raise rents by 50 bucks a month. Well, instead of raising rents by 50 bucks a month, because we have a pandemic and it's gonna be maybe tough and maybe we just don't want to too, because we don't wanna put that burden on our tenants. Well, let's reduce our expenses by 50 bucks a month right? Per unit. Let's look at creative ways we can do that. Proven ways we can do that and, and drive that part of our business. Cause guess what, Matt, those things, our expense reduction is not impacted by the economy, by a bad economy, right? So this pandemic going on, if anything, your expenses are just going to, likely go down right taxes are going to remain flat and maybe reduce now is the time not maybe not yet but if property values do go down then you have then you come in and you fight your property taxes right so expenses might go down at this point in time versus go up very good well cool that's all i got you have a fantastic rest of the day make every day saturday thanks you too todd